Hello, and welcome again to another conservative historian podcast. This one entitled, Doctor, Doctor, Give Me the News, or the Prognosis. The date, December 2020. My name is Belisaria Sabas. About 10 years ago, a woman I knew through our kids' school was pursuing a PhD in education. Among her three children was one that had Down syndrome, and this became a primary topic in her dissertation. She shared the document with me, and I was startled by its lack of heft. It was about 45 pages long, which was about the same length as history term papers I completed for a Bachelor of Arts in History in my undergrad classes. Additionally, though there were citations and some research, the piece's original aspect was interviewing several other mothers of Down syndrome children. Given that the affluent nature of this particular person's lifestyle, she had time to cultivate relationships with these other equally wealthy women. Knowing some of the same individuals, only a person of a social acquaintance would have known that these women were, in fact, all friends, not necessarily research subjects. There, this is something omitted from the paper itself. Even she admitted that her defense of her dissertation was handled with ease. Now, does any sentient person with even a tangential knowledge of our educational system think that a panel of education PhDs was about to tear into a work written by a mother of a child with Down syndrome? Even if she wrote about someone else's child, there is a financial incentive among some of these more peripheral doctoral programs to keep filling the pipeline. If they had the reputation of, let's say, John Houseman's Charles Kingfield, it might depress the level of candidacy. But if a person understands that there is the certainty of the doctorate at the end of the line, with some effort, they will continue. Fortunately for our relationship, she did not demand that, that I address her as doctor, though whether that was through social propriety or the sneaking sensation that I would do no such thing, it never arose as an issue. Why this anecdote on doctoral etiquette? Because on December 12th, frequent Wall Street Journal opinion provider Joseph Epstein wrote, quote, Madam First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill, kiddo. A bit of advice on what may seem like a small, but I think is not unimportant matter. Any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent, not to say a touch comic. Your degree is, I believe, in education doctorate, earned at the University of Delaware through a dissertation with the unpromising title of student retention at the community college level, meeting students' needs. A wise man once said that no one should call himself doctor unless he has delivered a child. Think about it, Dr. Jill, and forthwith, drop the doc. Unquote. This was not the first time that a conservative got into trouble, not just on the same issue, but on the same subject. Back in 2013, Jonah Goldberg, writing for National Review, noted, quote, Last night on Twitter, I commented that I think that the rote insistence that Joe Biden be referred to as Dr. Jill Biden is silly. That's how President Obama referred to her. This elicited a remarkable amount of anger. I then made things worse by explaining that Jill Biden isn't a real doctor. She holds a doctorate in education. That invited even more bile. Unquote. A few words about big education. Big education issues a merit-based system in favor of seniority. 
If a principal could rate and select teachers, it would minimize the omnipresent teachers union's power. And since these unions, well, essentially run big education, seniority is the way to go. Within this system, the only way to garner increased pay is through two channels, years in the classroom and degrees. There is a symbiotic relationship between teachers and education schools. The teachers get more money with advanced degrees, and the education schools give the degrees for a fee amounting to around $2,500 per course. And who teaches these particular education uh, classes? Why, somebody like Jill Biden. Now, not surprisingly, a full-throated defense of Jill Biden was about 16 hours in coming and including platforms, not just the New York Times or Washington Post, but pretty much all leftist platforms immediately rose to her defense. Yet, as opposed to addressing really the core of Epstein's argument, which was the differentiation of the degrees, this column by Michael Levinson flees to the environs of gender. Not shocking. One of the favorite tactics of the left is to cast about 99% of its arguments in classism, racism, and in this case, sexism. The left loves to turn discussions about economics, titles, or culture into one about morality. And guess whose position is always on that wonderful high ground? So in the case of Levinson, he transforms a discussion about titles and degrees into one about sexism. Quote, Dr. Parchak, along with many others, said the suggestion that Dr. Biden not use the honorific was blatantly sexist an emblematic of the way many men question or disparage women's credential. Some men are so threatened by educated women, said Audrey Trushke, an associate professor of South Asian history at Rutgers, who called Mr. Epstein's piece a misogynist, self-absorbed screed. On Saturday, she was among a number of women who added doctor to their names on Twitter in solidarity with Dr. Biden. Monica Hess, Writing for the Washington Post noted, quote, and to the future first lady, whatever happens, for pity's sake, don't listen to this weird, grumpy, elitist man. Don't ever sit in the White House and wonder what happened to your old sense of self. Be Dr. Biden. Be Dr. Biden forever, unquote. In Hess's column, she cites the fictional Abigail Bartlett from left-wing Aaron Sorkin's West Wing. Hess notes that even this farcical justification featured a medical doctor who wanted her identity. It's sort of interesting that in Hesse's choice of a fictional character, she actually goes for a medical doctor, which kind of proves Epstein's point. Aside from that weirdness, there is a double standard here. But it is on the Washington Post specifically, and the left in general. In October 2020, during an interview with Mrs. Lynn Cheney, wife of former Vice President Dick Cheney, the Washington Post Live interview noted, quote, Mrs. Cheney earned her Bachelor of Arts degree with highest honors from Colorado College, her Master of Arts from the University of Colorado, and her PhD with a specialization in 19th century British literature from the University of Wisconsin. She is the recipient of awards and honorary degrees from numerous colleges and universities. Vice President and Mrs. Cheney were married in 1964. They have two grown daughters, Mary and Elizabeth, three granddaughters, and three grandsons. Unquote. At no point does the platform of the Washington Post bestow the same honorific on, quote, 
doctor, unquote Cheney, that they do on Joe Biden. As with so much of the left, this is far less about medical versus academic designations and far less about misogyny than it is about scoring a cheap political point with women. This position is in the same principle that, quote, believe all women, unquote, was fine until it applied to accusations of sexual assault against Democratic presidential candidates. And as the time of this recording, a former aide to New York governor and Democrat, Andrew Cuomo, has lodged a complaint of sexual impropriety against him. And who has picked that up? Not ABC, not NBC, and not CBS. Just as Believe All Women was situational to politics, situational that you would only believe women if they accused Republicans of sexual impropriety, this is the same designation here. The misogyny only applies when honorifics such as doctor are dropped from Jill Biden. Again, this is not about misogyny. This is more about political cheap points. It is probably unfortunate that Epstein used the term kiddo because obviously I could see how that could be derived as somebody sort of looking down and being a little bit of arrogant. The problem with even that terminology is kiddo is the term that Joe Biden applies to his, to his wife. Epstein was mimicking the president-elect in that terminology, not coming up with his own term. Again, Epstein's knowledge was greater than that of all of these leftist columnists, and he's castigated for that. Because Epstein made this uh, point in regard to Jill Biden, a few words about her specifically. As for her identity, the one that Hess keeps talking about, Hess would have been better to use a real-life comparison as opposed to a made-up one. Every first lady, or someday first gentleman, I think Michael Haley would be awesome in that role, has influence. But Edith Bowling Wilson actually ran the presidency after Woodrow Wilson's massive stroke in 1919. Now, let's talk about a distinction here. Michelle Obama campaigned for her husband, but Jill Biden has actually stood in for her husband on campaign stops. Pretty much from August up until Joe Biden's election, there were several occasions in which she was the primary speaker. She was the featured one in the interviews. And this is while he was sitting in his basement in Delaware. And in this White House, given the stamina of Joe Biden, the doctor will definitely be all in. Think a lot more about Edith Bowling Wilson when you think about this presidency. Now let's get back to the topic at hand. The real topic that Epstein was trying to discuss was the concept of degree versus degree. This argument is not the first time the doctor versus doctor debate has cropped up. Writing for CRMJ, quote, doctor, unquote, James P. Winter, you're going to love this guy, in his essay, Who is Entitled to be Called Doctor, notes, quote, the word doctor is derived from the Latin verb dosari, meaning to teach or a scholar. Only by special arrangement do any of the preceding professionals teach. Only university professors with a doctoral degree usually teach at a university. Historically speaking, the title doctor was invented in the Middle Ages to describe eminent scholars. These doctorates date back to the 1300s. Such people were accorded a lot of respect and prestige. Unquote. Note, he's talking about himself here. We're essentially saying that academicians 
came before the medical practitioners. Quote, the PhD, or Doctor of Philosophy, is the highest graduate degree awarded by our universities. Health professionals receive undergraduate degrees in medicine. It is a professional degree and not a doctorate. The MD degree is not part of graduate faculties at North American universities. It has now become fashionable to award so-called so-called doctor of law degrees to undergraduate law school graduates in the form of a Juris Doctor or JD degree, including at the University of Windsor, where he teaches. These two are merely are merely undergraduate degrees. Unquote. Well, sniff, sniff. You go get him. You go get him, Doctor Winter. I love that. He's basically castigating lawyers and uh, medical practitioners as sort of tradesmen. Like, wait a minute. Was this one written in 2020 or was this written in 1820? I see this kind of thing coming from like the Duke of Wellington, not by a not by a modern 21st century professor. But but in any event, I I, I just I'm, now I want to go back and read a lot more from quote Doctor unquote Winter. Now these explanations put forth by Winter and echoed in the piece by Hess are all well and good. And frequent listeners to this podcast know I love my history. But a barber does not mean the same thing as it did in medieval times. And some professional terminology, such as silversmith, has gone the way of the dodo. So, though I think it's important to understand where the term doctor came from, it is equally and far more important to understand what the term doctor means today, in 2020. So, These are the following reasons that Jill Biden's doctorate is not the same as, let's say, Surgeon General Dr. Jerome Adams. And these things have absolutely nothing to do with gender. Number one, one can be a professor without a PhD. A medical doctor cannot and should not practice without their doctorate. Let me repeat that. A professor can be a professor without that PhD. Even Winter said, though it is unusual to have a professor who doesn't have a PhD, it does happen. And I would also add to that, one can be a great historian without a, a doctorate of history. David McCullough doesn't have a doctorate of history, and he's one of the most eminent historians. He won a Pulitzer Prize for his Truman uh, biography that we have around today. That's number one. Number one, uh, you can be a professor without a PhD, but you should not practice medicine without or a medical degree. Two, the costs of that medical degree have to be obtained to practice tend to be higher, significantly higher than, let's say, that education degree. Now, I'm not saying that's inexpensive. An education degree to get that, that doctorate in education usually requires somewhere around no, fifteen, ten to fifteen classes at twenty five hundred dollars per. So we're talking close to six figures. But it is almost impossible to to obtain a medical degree without getting well over six figures in cost. Three, medical schools have to be selective. There is a cottage industry in places such as Are you ready for this? The Caribbean for medical colleges because of the stringency put on American universities, becoming a medical doctor. Because of the need for cash flow, becoming a professor at doctor 
is simply not as hard. If they carried the same level of stringency, they would so limit themselves to candidacies that they would more than likely, a lot of these education colleges would be out of business. And four, this is far and away the most important point. And this is really the point that Epstein was making. If a medical doctor makes a mistake, there could be what is called a, quote, negative outcome, unquote. That is a very polite healthcare phrase for someone who gets very sick or someone who dies. We are talking fatalities here. If a professor quotes somebody wrong, if a professor makes a mistake, well, and given the current curriculum being taught in the academies today and the state of much of public education, doctoral malpractice in education occurs almost daily. But again, if they make a mistake, they're the implications are simply not even remotely close to the type of mistake a medical doctor could make. Today, in 2020, some writers, such as those working for WAPO or New York Times or Slate, do not use the term doctor in terms of academicians when it comes to conservatives. Others will mention the PhD but not refer to them as a doctor. And others distinguish between a doctorate in the hard sciences, such as physics and in a historical one, such as those held by Mrs. Cheney, and as seen by the estimable, patrician-accredited Mr. Winter, there is a distinction between a PhD and a simple plebeian JD. But who, in contemporary America, refers to a medical doctor as a Mr. or a Mrs.? We call medical doctors doctor like our lives depend on it, because unlike Jill Biden, that is often the case. We hope you have enjoyed this Conservative Historian podcast. Please check out other podcasts on our www.conservativehistorian.com website. And on there, you will also find essays, book reviews, and columns. Once again, this is Bell Abbas. Thank you for listening.